You know what my favorite curse word is? What? Fuck. Previously on Booze and Buffy. Um, Sarah Michelle Geller. Seller Michelle. Seller Michelle Geller? <laughs> um, shit. Uh, I came out of my mom in 1992. I, I came out of other things. 1992. That's what, like, I was trying to, like, get what the vibe was. Like, how serious? What is the tone? Is it campy? So, so, I, like, fell in love with Buffy, and then I became that really annoying kid who was like, have you watched Buffy? Have you watched Buffy? You should watch Buffy. Which makes me think, like, what kind of club is what? this? Like, what the fuck? Do you remember the print on Xander's shirt as he enters the... The mushrooms? Yes. Yes, I do. Until next time... Slay. And be gay. Mm. (laughs) Hi, I'm Tyler, and I'm joined by my friend Harrison. And this is Booze and Buffy. Here, we watch and discuss each episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer one by one. No spoilers, because Tyler is a little baby Buffy virgin. And Sarah Michelle Gellar has temporarily turned Harrison straight on occasion. Oh my. (laughs) (laughs) I got distracted by being straight. Uh, So which episode are we watching today, Tyler? Let's see. We're on season one, and this is episode three. Witch. Not the witch, which I learned earlier. Yeah. The Witch is a movie about a witch. Fair. Uh, which was written by Dana Reston and directed by Stephen Cragg. Which originally aired on March 17th, 1997. Yeah. So I would have been like five years old and a week. I would have been four years old and like four, four months, months away from my fifth birthday. <laughs> I, I tried to do some math that didn't work. Ooh. All right, let's do it. and Buffy what will we see Buffy what will we drink wine what will we think Harrison's seen it all fuck yeah and Tyler hasn't what folk have words will we learn that again what folk have words will we learn that again what is on the gay agenda for today outfits what is on the gay agenda for today angel it's Hey, Tyler. What are we drinking? We are drinking gin and tonics. Um, And these are very special gin and tonics. Because of the glass? Uh, Partially because of the glass. We're drinking out of my nice glasses because I felt fancy as fuck today. Mm -hmm. But uh, these are also used with um, elderflower tonic water. And it's really yum-nummy. Elderflower. Did I tell you about when I went to the flea-off market and there's like six different like elderberry stands? No. It's like a local hipster thing now, elderberries. That's cool. That's at the flea-off market? Yeah, I figured... I almost got you all some, like, elderberries for Christmas, but... But then you didn't. They were super fucking expensive. Oh, okay. That's fair. Um, yeah. This is not... It's it's a mix of the elderflower tonic and regular tonic, because the elderflower tonic is a little more expensive, and Mm. the bottle's not very big. Um, and honestly, when you mix it, the elderflower, like flavor is really strong so you can't even tell that you're diluting it and it's really yummy and i love gin and i do like it i told you i tried that other tonic water by the same brand Mm -hmm. and with like the quinine in it horrible decision don't do it don't drink quinine (laughs) or arsenic it sounds like a poison um all right so episode three which uh, this is the one wherein there is a witch. There's a new character. Her name is Amy. Amy. There's a lot of midriff in this episode. A lot of midriff. Especially with the two tryouts. Yeah. That opening shot is like... <laughs> one girl is like stretching into a lunge and the camera is like from between her legs. I, I was just like, wow. <laughs> okay. A man directed this. Yeah. Um, um, they're supposed to be high schoolers, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we the episode opens uh, on Giles, and he's just lecturing Buffy. He is 
not happy. He's like, you're being irresponsible. You've joined a cult. You like blah blah blah. And then we cut to Buffy in her cheerleading outfit, and I, Harrison's like, ah, hilarious. She's like, you don't like the color. <laughs> Um, so Buffy wants to join the cheerleading team. She wants to do something normal. Um, she was a cheerleader before back in LA. Giles is not having it, but Buffy's like, you can't stop me, British man. And then Amber, the HBIC. HBIC. Expensive cheerleading lessons from a man. The best money can buy. She is like, pom, 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 pom. Like... She's got like a Jock Jams Volume One track. She's dancing to, <laughs> and then all of a sudden she's like, "You're like, oh, there's a fog machine in here. Like, she really is rich." She, she, who shows up to their audition with, with a, fog a fog machine? But turns out she's on fire. Don't enough with the hyperbole. To quote Cordelia. <laughs> <laughs> um, the vocabulary in this episode is like. So much more than I had when I was 16. Like, there was multiple times. Not that I don't know what the word hyperbole means, but there were a lot of episodes where, like, Buffy says any sort of word, and I'm just like, what does that even mean? Yeah. (laughs) uh, She's got quite the vocabulary. The show is typically, I find, really good about writing for each character. Yeah. But every once in a while, the... um, the voice of the writers come through yeah. in, like, certain references. Um, or certain just, like, phrases. I, I'll think of more as we go, but it was a little... I was just like, that's odd. You're 16. Like, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, Amber's on fire. My notes here just say, Amber burns with, like, five U's. And then you see, like, hands of a witch person with voodoo dolls. Yeah. And all Barbie that. voodoo dolls. Barbie. Um, I will say, I, I like the scene, the, the tryout scene with her lighting on fire. I think it's tip mostly done really well. But this girl who's on fire is oddly silent. Like, I loved, bitch, I'd be screaming my goddamn head off. Yeah, well, I love his first um, assumption about what's going on. He's like, well, it's usually rage, so she's probably <laughs> mad. <laughs> it's like, yeah, she did this to herself. Yeah, they Poor victim Amber. they they go victim blame real hard, real fast. Like, <laughs> what what was she wearing when she caught on fire? <laughs> Yellow and red. Um, so yeah, we're back in the library. We're positing some theories. Um, the the big theory seems to be though, like you said, that she either spontaneously combusted. Or that she has some sort of, like, fire powers or something. He said she's, like... Human Torch. Human Torch, only painful. Yeah. Fantastic Four! We've yet to get a good Fantastic Four movie. We deserve one, but we haven't gotten one. was the one with the um, sexy Silver Surfer? It was still bad. Oh, that's all I remember about it. Just because the Silver Surfer was hot doesn't mean the movie was good. They photoshopped his package. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So Buffy goes home. She uh, she's talking to her mom. Who she... like okay? And this is something that threw me off. This was one of my predictions early in the show because mm-hmm. it's the witch, right? And she's opening all these relics, and I was like, "That's gonna be a voodoo doll. That's gonna be a like the Brady Bunch whenever they go to Hawaii and they get the like relic that like I don't know it was bad luck." That's kind of where I thought this okay. was going. So you thought you thought that Joyce was the witch, or that like what she was bringing in for her gallery yeah, like it was, was like her fault. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Oh, victim blame again. I'm not victim blame. <laughs> Maybe it's just like yeah. No not a victim yet. It was not anything in those boxes that caused it. The only thing Which in those boxes was a statue with a boner. Oh yeah, she said fertility statue. <laughs> um. Which Buffy looks at at the very end. She's like, ooh. Jeepers. Jeepers. Um, I really like the moment where we see Joyce just like hardcore struggling to get this box open. And she's like, Buffy, can't you give me a hand? And then while her back's turned, Buffy just goes and casually just rips the box open. Um, But then thereafter, the mom opens another box like easily. Maybe that first box was just particularly like 
difficult to open. You know, like, like pickle jar paradigm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I like this the way the scene sets up what we see later in this episode. This dichotomy between. Um, parents and their kids but really specifically between mothers and daughters and um well her big thing is like she listens to like parenting tapes which mm-hmm. takes the show she reads all the books all the books she's like oh that's bad parenting technique so there's kind of this like vibe of parents just don't understand very much and very specifically i think i touched on that last time yeah there definitely is with that with joyce in particular but this episode really highlights that especially the way that parents want to live like kind of not vicariously but that's exactly what it's well but between amy and her mom there's a she wants to live vicariously through her children or through her child with joyce it's vicariously or supernaturally You know, she takes, we, we take the metaphor, we make it supernatural. Yeah. Um, with Joyce, she definitely is pushing some of her own stuff onto Buffy. Um, She's like, you should be on... On the on the yearbook team. I was She's on like, your... The nerds made fun of the yearbook team. Was I on yearbook? Yes. I, I can't remember. I was on the newspaper, but I don't remember if I was on yearbook. But I think mm-hmm. your... I think yearbook and newspaper were... Like, the same. If you yeah, were... It's the same class. I don't... Yeah, it was the same class. I'll have to check my yearbook. Journalism class. Print journalism. And I transferred into that class. I don't remember why. Like, on the second day of school, out of another class. And then it, I realized that it was taught by the same teacher who taught my lit class that I was taking. <laughs> which I knew when I transferred. Yeah. But I didn't know I hated that teacher yet. Yeah. So, my senior year of high school, I had a teacher I hated twice a day. Mm. But anyway. um, So, we find out that Amy is, like, under some pressure from her mom. Under some pressure from her mom. We... I called that out right away. I was like, well, her mom's a witch. Yeah, yeah, you were on that. Well, especially when she was like, she's so young. Or she looks so young. Mm -hmm. Like, her age, I don't know, they, they, they kind of touched on that. They talk, uh, Amy's mom gets a lot of focus earlier in the episode, even before she appears. Mm-hmm. Although, I mean, we, before we, we realize that. that she has appeared. Yeah. Um, there's a really significant scene that has a lot of foreshadowing for the twist at the end. Um, when Buffy and Amy are looking at the, looking at her mom's picture in the trophy case. Okay. And... The way Amy talks about her mom, if you rewatch that scene with the knowledge that they've switched bodies, um, Amy... Spoiler. um, We've watched the episode now. Um, It's really obvious that she's talking about herself. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually wrote Amy's obsessed, all capital, with her mom slash self. Um, Her mom seems comes across as... A huge narcissist. Yeah. So eventually they figure out that the way to... Well, they have to figure out who's a witch. They're yes. not sure if Amy is or isn't. We... So they're in the... We haven't actually gotten yet to... They don't realize that it's a witch yet until Cordelia... Oh, right. The driver's ed bit. Um, she's like walking around and she's like, Hey, that's not even her locker. And yeah. she like wanders outside... He's like, you haven't even made fun of me yet today. Is it something I said? Yeah, and she's all spacey. She's acting really weird. Um, and this also comes very shortly after a confrontation between Amy and Cordelia in which um, Cordelia... She's like, you better. Oh, yeah, bet. she's she's mad because Amy knocked her over during the oh, audition. Okay. And so she kind of threatens her. Also, Buffy's round off was sloppy. Let's just be real. Like, I'm kind of glad that, like, Buffy wasn't, like, destined to make the team. Oh, yeah. I agree. Because, like, <laughs> they were both, like, in the back fucking it up. <laughs> like, they go, at the very end, they go to do, like, the flip. The, like, round off or whatever it is. And, <laughs> like, everybody else's legs are, like, straight up in the air. Buffy's like, um, Yeah, Buffy kind of looks like how I look if I attempt to do a cartwheel or something. Yeah. Um, and then 
what's her name? Amy? Amy. Yeah, Amy knocks Cordelia over. Hers, like, looks fine, but then she, like, falls over at the end. Um, to quote Joyce, uh, good form, a little shaky on the dismount for Amy. No. Um, <laughs> but, um, they, Cordy makes the team, Buffy and, uh, Buffy and Amy don't. Their first and third alternate. Third, first and third alternate, which I'm gonna talk about later because the Who's math the does not work there. <laughs> they only get rid of two people on the team. And somehow Amy's on it, but whatever. Um, so that's when they go after Cordelia, and Cordelia is all acting all weird. She's blind. She nearly crashes the car. I'm going to blame the driver's ed teacher on this, though, because Cordelia tells him. She's like, I don't want to drive today. She's acting totally weird. If I were the driver's ed teacher, I'd be like... Yeah, you should not be behind the wheels yeah. of this vehicle that has two other students in the also, back seat. Like, driver's ed car without like an With, emergency brake, right? Something. Yeah, budget cuts at that school. Uh-huh. Did you ever do driver's ed? Not at school. They did it at school, but if you had extracurriculars, you didn't. So basically, only losers did driver's ed at school. Did you take like a driver's ed class? Yeah, I did it in Clarksville. Really? I never foreshadowing my life, right? I never ever did driver's ed you just went and took a test yeah i took i took the written I mean, test to i took the driver's fair, test. like we were all just in some like class you paid to take in clarksville mm-hmm. and then uh we all cheated on every written test mm-hmm. every single one and look at me now look at you now I had to go before I could get my like from my graduated license to like my real license. Mm. I had to go down to the courthouse and take like some like two hour class or something. But I never had. It was just like a classroom setup. I never where they made you watch like videos of people dying in car crashes for like a semester. Yeah, it was one like two hour class. I never had like the the stereotypical like driver's ed where you're like in the car. Uh, yeah. Never did that. I've never seen like a two wheeled car. You know what I'm talking about? Like the drivers have with like two steering wheels. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant like two wheels. I was like, I've never that's seen called a bike. A bike. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to take a test to ride one of those. Or do you? Oh, well. So she fails that. They end She up. super fails that. Causes she, like tens of thousands of dollars worth of damage. Nearly gets, gets hit killed. by a bus. Buffy saves her. Um, um, she's and totally then blind. they start to put together that there's yeah. a witch because blindness is like their trademark. Yep. And they, um, they specifically are like, okay, what's the common denominator? Oh, it's cheerleading. Giles is... Just flabbergasted at the idea that someone would be doing this just to get on the cheerleading team, and After Buffy's like, monologue at the beginning, right? Stuff. And Buffy's like, "No, that tracks." Uh, she's like, "I believe it," um, but they very quickly pin down that it's Amy because she's one of the alternates, um, and it's the thing I don't understand why they didn't just make her second alternate since the second alternate character. Whoever it is is yeah, not even not a doesn't even name. matter to the story. It's yeah. weird, but so yeah, they're Amy's the witch. They're gonna go after her. Um, they they want to make sure they're right, so they are gonna do a little spell. Well, there are three people that get off of the team from a spell. Who? Amber or whatever her name is in the first. Well, she wasn't on the team. She never made it. You're right. Because she caught on fire during the yeah. audition. You know, it's a great way not to make the team spontaneously combust at your audition, unless I blew it. <laughs> you know, my audition was really good until I caught fire. That's mom. That's why you're talking to me at the hospital right now. Harrison, how did your audition go? It was pretty good. I was flaming. <laughs> Can you imagine though? Like we know that Amber's mom, she trains like with a with a trainer. Like, can you imagine like her mom showing up at the hospital where she's being treated for probably third degree burns, and her mom's like, "How was your audition?" <laughs> we never find out what Amber's home life is like, and I think we're 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 lesser for it. So so yeah, they want to make sure that they they're pretty sure it's Amy. They want to make sure they're right. 
so willow brews a little potion yeah chemistry class so or biology class because some of the students or are dissecting. dissecting a toad and some of them are doing chemistry. Science, well, it wouldn't be a one-on-one class. It's like science, basic science, 400. Maybe it's just, maybe the class is just called science with an exclamation point. What are we in, middle school? No, they're in high school. They're, they're sophomores. Uh, when I was a sophomore, that was chemistry. Yeah. Which I sucked at. It's just weird that they're doing two different assignments. And the teacher kind of just... He's like, oh, everyone on track one, do this. I'm I'm going to say budget cuts. It's a Where public school. They talking about Eye of Newt, and those are clearly frogs. I thought they said Eye of Toad. No, those Newt. Oh. Maybe they were just like, eh, frog, close enough. You can sub... If you don't have Eye of Toad, Eye of Newt, you can substitute frog. It's just... Is, is you know, a Newt a frog? If you don't have... It's not. It's a, But it's an amphibian. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure. Um, it's like, you know, it's like Ina Garten. She's like, if you don't have Eye of Newt, store-bought is fine. <laughs> <laughs> but you know she doesn't mean it. If... <laughs> But they need to get um, some of Amy's hair, and Buffy is super stealthy. She's I like, I did not see this one coming. I was like, her, like she had the little like troll pen. I thought she was gonna just like try and snip some off of her. Honestly, trying to snip some off probably would have been stealthier than what Buffy does, where she's like <laughs> making an awkward conversation, like just drops her pen and then like is digging around in her purse, and it's like, bitch, she can clearly see you. <laughs> Yeah. Um, she had the like big round brush. Big round brush. And then when she, when Buffy stands up, Amy is staring daggers at her. Yeah. And you know, if it weren't for a different situation, I'd be like, "Excuse me, you can't just go into my purse and steal my hair and not even pretend like not so stealthy that Buffy in that moment." Um. They spill it onto her. It turns blue. She's, She's the a witch. witch. Um, that they always... think maybe she doesn't like know. Yeah, they're 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 because because at that moment, oh, that's who it is. The girl whose mouth disappears. Yeah, she was the okay. So that's the other one. So Cordy's off the team. Girl whose mouth disappears, um, and then Buffy's off the team. So my apologies. Dana Reston, your math worked. Um, so, so yeah, her mouth disappears and, and Amy looks all freaked out. Um, they're like, Amy looked freaked out. Maybe she doesn't realize it. But we learn pretty much immediately that, yeah, she does. She's like, do my homework, bitch. Pretty much. She's being real mean to her mom daughter. It's kind of like a prison wife <laughs> sentence kind of thing. <laughs> When she walks in, she's like, where the fuck are you? <laughs> Get over here and do my homework. Business. Um, but, you know, if we, we, you know, now that retrospectively, we know that that was actually uh, Amy's mom and Amy's body. And she was, she was just making sure her daughter got her homework done. She's a good mom. She's yeah, not, looking out for her. Hashtag not a good mom. Um, after parent. And it's revealed that she has stolen the bracelet, which I can't believe we've not mentioned the bracelet. The bracelet that Xander gave her. And he's being... He's like, you should ask her out. No, I will. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, and whenever Buffy... Okay, never mind. I'm skipping. I was skipping ahead. Oh, yeah. So, I know what you're going to say. So, she's got the bracelet that she's stolen from Buffy, presumably during all the commotion with Girl with No Mouth. That's just my guess. Like for her voodoo doll, I think you just need a possession. Oh, it doesn't have to be like hair. I don't think so. They needed hair specifically for their like reveal a witch potion. Potion, but not. But I think for yeah, for like your spell or whatever, you just need something of the of the person's. I'm learning so much. Um, I'm not a witch, so I I I can't tell you for sure. Any witches out there? Let us know. A witch? You'd be a warlock. Yeah. I hate the term warlock. I find it very ugly. War. I don't like witch. I mean, I do like witch. I don't like wizard either. Wizard seems very goofy. Yeah, I know. I'll be a man witch. God damn it. (laughs) So, um... 
They Buffy do her hair, is... they do the potion. She's like, do my homework, bitch. They, she's got her her thing from Buffy, so we know Buffy's her next victim. The next morning, Buffy, Buffy he is... calls her lubed. Xander's like, she seems he... pretty lubed. No, he doesn't. He says looped. Like loopy. Oh, I thought he meant drunk. Is lubed a term for drunk? Yeah, lubed up. I think lubed up is what you do to your cock. I mean... <laughs> I cut <got> that. <laughs> it's, it means like... Yeah, I, I've, I've never heard that. I, I'm not saying you're wrong. But <laughs> our listeners can't decide. I have never heard that phrase before. I think he says looped, like she's she's acting loopy, oh, which she is. more sense. Because she's all like... Well, she also seemed drunk to me, so... She is acting a little drunk. Um, you know, she's singing Macho Man. She's drinking her mom's orange juice that her mom has, was making, clearly for herself, from scratch. Um, she's just she's acting she's weird. Like part of a balanced breakfast. Yeah, she's like, and she's like something, something, something. You know, I I need to do something else other than be a vampire slayer and all this. And Joyce is like, wait, what was that? And then like Buffy just keeps going, and it's like they, Joyce doesn't pick it up again. Um, they're at the they're doing their cheerleading routine. They get to a part where they have to, like, help their partner do a cartwheel, but Puffy instead chucks her partner across the room, which is hilarious. I'm sorry, like, it's just so funny. It's like, and, you know, we can laugh about it because the girl was clearly okay and, you know, not killed when her her body smacked a wall. There's a lot of superhuman strength in this episode. A lot of it. A lot of like weird vocabulary and there's macho, also a lot of macho man did i say midriff you did say midriff that's what you meant right midriff and vocab and super strength super strength oh my uh, <laughs> oh my you know tyler speaking of vocab now might be a good time to go to our next section the gay agenda and gay vocab what vocab words will we learn that again? Yes. What is on the gay agenda for today? Outfit. It's Britney Witch. <laughs> um, and what, with that Britney reference, what's on the gay agenda? You know, I had something, and then you, you said it's Britney Witch, and now maybe that's my gay agenda, but I'm gonna say it is the music that the cheerleaders are rehearsing to. Um... It is, you know, that's the, that beat that you hear in every, <laughs> every gay club. Um, I guess the gay, is that the only moment that's, for you? That's it I've got, that's all I've got for this episode. I think the gay agenda for me on this one kind of plays with the, like, you know, we've talked about, like, subversion of gender norms which is pretty explicit in this episode with the whole joke between Willow and Xander and Buffy mm-hmm. where they're like, oh, <laughs> you're just one of the dudes or you're just one of the guys or mm-hmm. the girls or whatever, you know, that they say, I guess Willow says it to Xander and Xander says it to Buffy. Um, right? No, Z- uh, Willow... Xander says it to Willow, you're just one of the guys, and Buffy says you're one of the girls to Xander. Okay. Yeah, that moment. Oh, uh, I just felt particularly relatable. (laughs) Um, I think to any any queer person would has heard that. Agreed. Um, Which brings us to the gay vocab. Today's gay vocab is both literal and figurative. It is the library. This is a figurative location where drag queens are invited to read other drag queens, referring to the fact that you are read in a library. Um, generally speaking, that means to you know criticize or point out one's flaws. But um, yeah, we are in the library, so the setting is very clear. Um, also, Giles is wearing glasses during the segment in RuPaul, where queens compete to see who can read each other the best. They generally were glasses they're quite you know costume jewelry looking okay big pieces but it's a secondary depth of the scene for for the gays um and yeah so giles you know 
is really trying to talk her out of whatever he's doing. He's like, you're basically joining a cult. And we come to find out that... It's cheerleading. It's just cheerleading. And, I mean, I found out that Buffy didn't really have a chance with the cheerleading team to begin with. So, um, as evidenced by her, like, bad round off. (laughs) But you could say I brought her to the library for that one. But with that library is officially closed. Fun! Thanks for teaching me gay vocab, Tyler. You're welcome. <laughs> so, she's being all weird. She... Xander and Willow get... Willer, Xander and Willow get Buffy out of there, take her to... take her to Giles, and Buffy's like, Xander, I love you. Like a friend. And then, you're one of the, well, she, meanwhile, she's like got her head on his shoulder and he's eating it. Up. Yeah, and then she's like, "Cause you're one of the girls," and I love in that it's, it's a funny moment just to watch Xander totally deflate. That's hilarious. But you've also I don't know if you noticed this, but behind Buffy, Willow has the, the biggest smirk on her face because earlier in the episode, yeah. Willow, who you know has a crush on Xander. Earlier in the episode, Xander had told Willow that she was one of the guys. Willow does not care for that. So it's really funny watching Willow, like, smirking at that exact, like, that same thing being thrown back in Xander's face. But then Buffy takes a turn from drunky, loopy, lubed up (laughs) um, to, like, deathly ill. Yeah. Um, Regardless, she's like... You stay here. And then Willow's like, I'm going to jump to conclusions and assume that I can hack my way into this. Wasn't that earlier in the episode? I don't know. Whenever she <laughs> volunteers to hack, it's like she they're like, hmm, maybe she's a witch. And she's like, I'll get on the computer. <laughs> and it's That's like, what I do. I was just like, girl. Come down. How do you even... Okay. Um, I was just going to look up her school records, get her, get her history... Um, so Giles identifies it as like a blood curse or something and basically a bloodstone curse bloodstone curse that's right basically Buffy gonna die bloodstone vengeance yes vengeance Buffy gonna die um they go to her house Buffy yeah Buffy and Giles go to Buffy's like passed out on the couch and she has this like moment of clarity she's like Yeah, Amy's mom is being all weird. She's like, "Uh," and then she's like, ever since dad left, I mean, her dad left, and Buffy's like, boom, body switch. And I'm just gonna say, I don't know, what was your feelings on that twist? I saw it coming, but I also didn't catch that she gave it away. Mm. So in the moment, I was like, that uh, jumped to conclusions much, though that's also where I was already at. Gotcha. The first time I watched this episode, I remember being like, holy shit, they body switched. Um, I really, I really like the twist. And I like the, how that twist ties in thematically with this theme of, throughout the episode of mothers um, living through their daughters. That nice moment at the end of the the scene. Yeah. Or end of the episode with her and her mom. Yeah. So they find her stuff. They find her magic spells. There's a cat there that scares Giles. All these jump scares, man. Yeah, I feel I find the cat's jump scare gratuitous. Um, but I do like that Giles, after it happens, he kind of laughs it off like, oh, that's silly. But he acknowledges that the cat is probably her familiar. Because he says, like, what are you guarding? Yeah. Um, it's a little gratuitous. I'll allow it. I also like kitties. Um, so they take Buffy back to the school. They take Amy, uh, who's in her mom's body, back. They need to break the spell. The game is going on at this the, point. The big game. The cheerleaders are in a pyramid. So I, I need to talk about these cheerleaders. First of all, the tallest person is not the flyer. Sorry, Amy. <laughs> slash Amy's mom. Amy's mom is in Amy's body. Oh, see, we went two different ways with that. We did. Um, 
So we've seen the cheerleaders practicing the whole episode. They never and we've seen them doing all of these different cheers and like complicated routines. And then in the fucking episode, when they're at the game, they're doing like the most basic pom pom move. And their cheer is go, Sunnydale, go. Go, Sunnydale, go on a loop. And it's like, uh, I don't know, maybe too many people like were maimed and they didn't have time to to learn something new but their cheer is pathetic yeah but i guess if you've got third alternate amy on the team you got to make it simple (laughs) um so amy realizes that they're trying to break or amy's mom Catherine, realizes they're trying to break the spell um, it seems like it's kind of working because she's getting glimpses of what Amy sees, so, like, like, like it's trying to work. She fucks up the pyramid. Everyone <laughs> falls. Catherine's pissed. She runs out in the hall. She Xander and Willow try to stop her. She force chokes the fuck out of Xander, and then just cold cocks. <laughs> That's not the term. Cold, clock. cold clocks Willow in the goddamn face, and it's like, I really like Willow's moment where she's like. She's like, so I can help you with your witchcraft. <laughs> she's like, like, I'm gonna see where this goes. Yeah, she's like, I did and it appears I... to work. And then she like hits Xander. But I really love the sound effect when she slaps her. It's like <laughs> she doesn't slap her. She full on like punches her. It was like <laughs> Yeah. It's it's very like movie like moment. She doesn't even yeah. like shake off her fist, but she She's going down the hall. She's pissed. She punches. So after punching Willow, she punches a goddamn um, fire like thing. fire it's axe true. window. You know, most of us when we need to do that, you use your elbow so you don't cut yourself. Not Catherine. Or like the handle on the door. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like axing her way through the door. Giles is trying to get the spell working. It's not working. Catherine gets in. She's about to like chop. Buffy, the fuck up. The spell works. Buffy's back. Buffy is back. Um, I have a feeling, you know, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. But maybe they should have been like, Amy. I know that you're not doing anything wrong, but maybe we should tie you up before we switch your bodies, so that when your body switch. Yeah, like, they could have had some foresight there. They could have had some foresight there, because Catherine is mad. She's attacking them. She's trying to kill them. (laughs) Um, She knocks Giles the fuck out. And I... So, I want to avoid spoilers for the series, but I will just say, this is a minor spoiler, Giles gets knocked out all the goddamn time, (laughs) and I want to keep a running tally. Okay. So, we're at one. Um, I did not realize his first knockout was so early in the series. I was really excited when I saw he was unconscious. <laughs> Say that again? I was really excited when I saw he was unconscious. Got it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, let's see. So he, the, he's passed out. Buffy's like, I'm back. And then she pat, casts some sort of spell on Buffy. She's mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna send you away forever. <laughs> Which at that the was end my of the episode. Buffy, ref- okay, but Buffy reflects it with the mirror, mm-hmm. which just, just happens to be above her. In there fairness, it is a little. I will say, the the mirror that just happens to be there is a little. I, I will say it's like, a why bit... do witches spells give a fuck about mirrors? True, but why can't vampires be seen in mirrors? Okay. okay. Like, eh, magic. Um, a wizard did it. The, the the mirror being there is a bit, like, convenient. But to the episode's credit, we see the mirror earlier during the classroom scene. Okay. So it's always there. The bit Why the is it there? And whenever they're, like, um, when they're, they're, she's talking with Amy in front of the trophy case. Mm-hmm. Amy's living like, with her dad she's now. She's like, you know, I, I hope, imagine if it had gotten me or something like that. And she was like... Well, whenever she was casting the spell on me, she said that it would, you know, yeah. send me away. Says Amy, who the spell was not directed at. True. That was a little... It's a little weird. Incontinuity. Um, That's not what that word means. 
would you say incontinent? Because that means like you pee the bed. Yeah. No. Never mind. What, what am I looking for? Continuity. It, yeah. Oh. Incontinent. Yeah, yeah, it's a little weird. Continuity and continent. Maybe the spell, because Amy was near Buffy, so maybe the spell was for both of them. Okay. We'll, we'll chalk it up to that. Okay, so there's that. Is there anything else towards the event? Um, oh, yeah, we have a really nice scene with um, with Buffy and her mom. Oh, yeah, it kind of wraps up the like theme. Yeah, Buffy, Buffy's mom basically is like, you know what, I don't get it. You know, we've, we've talked about parents just don't understand, and Buffy... Or, Joyce is like, Cutie parents just don't understand. Like, she's like, I don't get it. We're different people. Um, I, and I like that moment. I like that Joyce kind of admits to Buffy, like, yeah, like, I don't get you. But that's not a bad thing. Like, it's just that we're two different people at two different points in our life. But, you know, we're still going to have a relationship with one another. And, you know, Buffy, we see Joyce take the path that Amy's mom did not take of accepting Buffy the way Buffy is um, and not wanting to mold Buffy into Joyce 2.0. You're getting a little gay for me right now. I've been as gay as I am for 26 years. Okay, so this is something I caught on the wiki and I didn't notice in the middle and maybe this is a spoiler, but uh, so when they're in the trophy, or they're by the trophy case there's a trophy of Kath. The cheerleading trophy is of Catherine the Great. Is what it says out here. Yeah. Who's that? That's Amy's mom. The witch. Yeah, Catherine. The Great. Her nickname was Catherine the Great. Amy. Amy tells us that oh. early when they're looking at the picture. That well, that sounds even more witchy. It's very witchy. Um, like Hildegard von Bingen. <laughs> um. So yeah, and our, and the episode ends. With the reveal that uh, Catherine's spell trapped Catherine in one of the cheer in her own cheerleading trophy, her own like voodoo doll. Yeah, it's a very ironic hell. Yeah. You know, she she wanted to be she wanted to reclaim her youth. She wanted to be this yeah, cheerleader. cheerleader. Yeah, she wants she wanted all this. Well, she's fucking got it now. She is. And the eyes are like the worst oh, visual effect ever. So bad. It looks like a Muppet or something. It's not a great visual effect. It is, you know, it gets the point across, but it is not a good effect. So, like, that's basically the whole plot. Yeah, that's the episode. Um, any character bits you want to touch on? Um, I feel like we talked about most of them. You know, the most of our crew takes I did a bit of a. About the mouth girl. We talked about Mouth Girl. Yeah, but that was the one we kind of you know, oh, forgot. Oh, yeah. So there are three. There are three. Um, Spells. I I think generally, you know, most of our cast takes a bit of a backseat in this episode to Buffy, Amy. Buffy and Amy yeah. really are the focuses. Um, we get a little bit of forward momentum on Xander's crush on Buffy. It's just kind of sad, honestly. I just want to yeah. be like, be cool, man. Yeah. Your 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 friendship bracelet that says yours always or whatever it says. Not the best move. No. Uh, Willow doesn't have a whole lot to do. Cordy's there to be a victim of blindness and to be mean in a couple scenes. She doesn't have a lot to do. Um, we do see a bit. Uh, we one thing we haven't touched on that we see a bit in this episode is the relationship between Giles and Buffy. Um, we, we see him being extremely protective of her. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's a bit of a... Um, we talked a lot about parent, um, parent-child parent relationships in this episode. Yeah, also, like, we should get him a girl if he wasn't so old. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was odd. Um, there's definitely this, I, I think... They play a bit of a... Buffy and Giles have a bit of a parental relationship in this episode, too. Um, he... You know, he's very protective of her, the way a father might be, when she's ill, when she's dying. Um, he gets um, a little more intense than we've seen him in three episodes. Yeah. But um, and at the beginning, we see him kind of scolding her, being, you know, you need to be responsible, you need He's to do all this. Character. There's a there's a father... There, I, I see a bit of a um, him growing in this episode into a bit of a father role, which Buffy 
explicitly mentions that her dad's not around um, in this episode. It's just her and her mom. So we know she doesn't really have a constant father figure in her life. Um, I'm excited to see how that relationship grows, if it does. Um, Who knows? So the theme is very... Parents don't understand. Parents don't understand. Along with the theme. Parents don't understand. Parents, and specifically parents... Living vicariously. Vicariously through their children, trying to mold their children to be there was a line the next like generation she like that. Like, she essentially says, like, well, unless you're exactly the same as your parents, mm-hmm. like, they'll never be satisfied or something like that. Yeah. Uh, um, I like that one. Very, yeah, very... Um, and this is, I think I talked last week, um, this is our first, I think, experience of the... Um, the metaphor, you know, taking this metaphor of parents wanting to live through their children and making it very, uh, making it literal via a supernatural thing. What about the music? I've already touched on it a little bit. Um, yeah, there's, I was gonna say, we don't go to the bronze this week. No. So there's no bands there. There is the cheerleading music and And the, um... Jock Jams Volume 1 Tracks 3 and 7. (laughs) End of the basketball game, it's like the... It's like, it's the Space Jam soundtrack. <laughs> um, yeah. It's not that song, but, but it's very, it feels like it, yeah. Um, I, have, I have very little to say about the music for this episode other than that it's very indicative of its time. It also feels very much like, I don't know if that's a specific song or if it's... practices had like a, a Latin kind of vibe to it. it oh, kind like, of like a samba or something? I don't remember what it was. Was this the one where Buffy chucks that girl across the I room? I think so. I don't even care. I just wanted to remind us that Buffy threw one of her classmates literally across a room into a wall. Let's it's be hilarious. <laughs> choked Cordelia and held her at stake point. <laughs> episode, so. Yeah, music. I was, I was here for it. Um, what about... What about 90s moments? Oh, gosh. The music. So 90s moments. I didn't have a lot to say about the outfits this week. Um, there was a lot of cheer outfits in midriff. A lot of cheer outfits in midriff. Nothing that stood out to me as... Um, Willow is super skinny. Very skinny. That one shirt she was wearing... They, like, showed her from the side and, like, she just... She was wearing a shirt that was a lot um, more form-fitting than we've seen her wear so far. Yeah, she's been kind of dowdy until this point. Um, Three episodes. <laughs> Willow, you're beautiful! Willow's always been beautiful. 90s-wise, uh, Xander always does a thing with, like, a button-up shirt over a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Or, like, a tank, but, like, he only buttons one, and it's, like, the, the middle button. Yeah, it's weird. It's, Was like that... a, it's, like, a 90s, like, cholo thing. Ugh. Yeah. I hate it. Um, that's that. Uh, what else? I just want to just go on record as saying that, for the most part, I'm going to hate 95% of what Xander wears. Yeah. So, like, if I don't specifically say I really like Xander's outfit, I hated it. <laughs> um... Um, oh, I spotted a stunt double. Is it whenever the cheerleader gets thrown? No. I mean, probably. Or is it, does Buffy get thrown at any point? Oh, no. I remember you, you saying I it. I said it. I can't was, remember where was it was. Was it towards the beginning? I feel like it was towards the end. Was it Cordelia? No. It was It was Buffy. Oh, it's when um, Catherine, like, blasts Buffy, like... Over they're in into the, the chalkboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's um the the stunt the stunt double like goes over it's, the desk and Sarah Michelle Gell Sarah Michelle Geller Seller Michelle Geller Seller Michelle Geller, <laughs> Michelle Geller Sarah Michelle Geller comes up from behind the desk. It, it didn't even look like a person. It looked like a mannequin. <laughs> Might have been because of just how it like ragdolls yeah. across the room. Um, yeah, that's all I got. We. Address that Giles got hit in the head. Poor Giles. R.I.P. You said there wasn't any um, commentary on this one. There was not any commentary. I was disappointed. Probably because it wasn't drawn. I don't know which episodes have commentary on them and which don't. I, I This this will be my first time ever watching any of the episodes with commentary. Very yeah. excited. Tyler's not allowed to watch the episodes with commentary because they are retrospective. Yeah. Um, that's about it. Do you have any other general takeaways? 
Um, just a fun fact. This is one of, I can't remember how many episodes it is. It's like four or five or six, somewhere in that range. Mm-hmm. Um, one of, insert number here, number of episodes that has no vampires in it. Oh, okay. No vampire once. We had a witch. Yeah. Um, yeah, overall, I really like this episode. I think it's, um, I like it a little more than, um, the first two episodes have a lot of heavy lifting to do. They have a lot of, we have to introduce all of our characters and like get them in. That and was now one we're. Of their questions last time was like, what's the tone? <laughs> what's, how cliche, how cliche is this? How campy is it? And I feel like this episode did better with that. Yeah. It's... Like the tone is more established. It didn't feel as cliche. It was a little more natural. We're in it now. We have, um, and I like the story. I like the, yeah. I like the twist. I like, um, I like Amy, um, mm-hmm. who's our, our new character we've met. Um, overall, I think it's a really solid episode. Um, especially in these early season one episodes as the show is trying to, you know, establish itself and find its, find its footing, um, it's a it's a really solid episode. I give this one a B plus. So Tyler, where do you think we're going from here? Um, I'm gonna predict that Amy is like not gonna be an important character again. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and make some like decisive predictions right now. Okay. So I feel like last time I was like I feel like. There's going to be a lot of family themes and friendship. <laughs> but this time, well, Xander's obviously going to, like, continue to get choked up about Buffy. He's not going to get that across until, like, a while. I feel like we're going to get vampires next episode. Okay. Okay. Next episode is called Teacher's Pet. Do you have any thoughts about what that might be about? Okay, thank you. Um, teacher's Pet, maybe like a black cat. Like a what? Like a black cat, like a familiar. Oh. I think he's in a black cot. I was like, like that you sleep on? (laughs) It's like, ooh, the scary black cot. Spooky. Uh, Or, you said it's called the black, it's called the teacher's pet. Teacher's pet, yeah. Or maybe somebody will get like, um, like kidnapped or like taken hostage. Like it puts the lotion on its skin style. Um, We're going full Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Clarice. Uh, Yeah. That's that's about it. I don't want to commit to too much. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on Booze and Buffy. We'll be back next week with Teacher's Pet. I'm Tyler. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at TG Dippold. That's D-I-P-P-O-L-D. And I'm Harrison. You can find me on Instagram at Harrison Alexander Kaufman and on Twitter at Harrison Kaufman. That's C-O-F-F-M-A-N. Each week we like to give a shout out to a worthy charity or nonprofit. This week we're highlighting Child Help. Founded in 1959, the goal of Child Help is to meet the physical, emotional, educational, and spiritual needs of abused, neglected, and at-risk children. They focus their efforts on prevention intervention, treatment, and community outreach. Child help programs and services help children from any situation and let them experience the life they deserve, one filled with love. The principal theme across all of their programs is to provide the children they serve with an environment of compassion and kindness. Visit childhelp.org for more information. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Booze and Buffy. Or you can email us at boozeandbuffy at gmail.com. You can find us on YouTube, where Harrison will release a short video with each episode called Spoiler Corner with Harrison, where he will talk about all the things that I can't hear. As always, on week two, go slay and be gay. Gay, 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 gay. Bye.